When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, what's up? My dog got sick. Not that, not deathly sick or anything, but just big belly ache. We were worried about him. I had to go to work. Uh, my fiance took him to the vet. He's fine. I'm an expensive bellyache. This is the second time he's done it to us this year. I mean, he gets so – he's normally pretty tough, but he gets so dramatic when he's sick. Like, I went to pick him up, and he let out, like, the most painful cry I've ever heard. And he's, like, shaking. Um, that, I don't know. They gave him a shot at the vet. He came home, ate an entire plate of chicken. So I think he's doing all right now. But that was how my day went and uh, had plans to go see Barbie, but not anymore. And that's why you don't buy your tickets ahead of time for a movie that's not going to sell out. But uh, that's true. Yeah. So anyway, how how are you doing? I'm good. We're recording. I'm about to go to Ludacris Ashanti um, Flow Rida right after we record. So uh, very old school OG music that I'm really looking forward to going and uh watching for a summer concert you can't go wrong summer concerts when they're outdoors um so i'm looking forward to that but nothing too crazy because you know what training camp's going to be here before you know it and i am finally i'm so excited that we're going to have topics to talk about but the good news is last week we recorded a podcast on a friday the Bengals decided to break some friday evening news with the restructure pay cut of joe mixon and i actually want to start with that topic because it's one of the things we haven't had a chance to talk about but we've talked about it on the podcast when it comes to, hey, do you think Joe Mixon's going to restructure? Do you think it's going to be a pay cut? You know, will the Cincinnati Bengals cut Joe Mixon? And it looks like, of course, Joe Mixon will be on the roster in 2023. And I felt like we knew that since pretty much a little bit before the draft that he would be RB1. And now um, his future in 2023 and maybe 2024 will be in Cincinnati. What are some of your thoughts when you, um, you saw that news? You hinted at it. Uh, this wasn't fully unexpected, but I think we've talked ad nauseum about this, mm-hmm. but you hinted at it. And I, it was something I think I brought up like at the end of the year, but I remember saying like, you know, I think there's a chance Joe Mixon's on the team in 2024. <laughs> and you're like, no way. Right. <laughs> well, right. the restructure now there, that chance has moved from like, in my mind, 10% to like 25%. It's going to all depend on this year, I think. 
I feel terrible saying that. I, I don't mean it like, oh, Joe Mixon shouldn't be on the roster in 2024. I just didn't see it. I was like, mm, there's been a lot of discussion this offseason. It really feels like maybe 2023 is it. But now it gives flexibility. I think this is good flexibility for not only Joe Mixon, but also the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, because, I mean, as the contract was structured, there was pretty much no shot. He was on the team in 24. And if he really loves being on the team, you know, which I think he does, and he enjoys being with these guys competing for a Super Bowl. Why not take a little less now, help them out, and make your chance at 2024 a little bit better? Uh, main issue there being probably makes less money now. <laughs> uh, I haven't looked too far into the details to compare the situation, but yeah, he definitely makes less money like this year. But overall, is it just pushed? I should have checked that, but. Overall, I think it gives him long-term structure, long-term as in more than just this year. So he has a little bit of security that well, I'm, I have a chance, and he's betting on himself a little bit, but he has a chance and he's betting on himself that he'll be on the team next year too. Um, the other half of it is the Bengals side. They save money. And why would you want to do that when you have nobody you're bringing in? It's not just you're bringing in somebody. This doesn't mean Dalton Risner is coming in or – and Damakang Su or whoever else is going to come through and play for the Bengals. This means that you can do those extensions without having to worry so much about the cap. They already were good on cap, but this frees up even more because what you're doing when you do that extension, normally extensions save you money when guys are making a lot of money. The guys are trying to extend aren't making any money. So Joe Burrow's extension boost will up his cap hit. Uh, projected at least. T. Higgins, same thing. Logan Wilson, same thing. DJ Reader, I wonder if that one would lower the cap hit a tiny bit for this year because he is already making money. But the other three, the other three are, yeah, those cap hits are going to increase. You're talking about a first, second, and third round rookie, especially the second and third round rookies. And then you look at the first round rookie, you might think like, well, they're already making some money. Yeah, but he's going to make number one overall franchise quarterback money, not just, oh yeah, that's that's good money. <laughs> So I think this is a good move for everybody involved. Um, it's, I think it's good that Mixon accepted it and worked it out that way because not, I don't, you hear a lot about running back saying that like, I'm not taking a pay cut or position players, any player in general saying, I'm not going to take a pay cut. Actually, Matt Stafford just said that for the Rams, although the Rams are in a much different place. I also would not take a pay cut to play for the 23 Los Angeles Rams. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Overall, I like the move for all parties, and it's interesting to look at. I think there's um, – no, I think I covered it all. In my mind, I was like, did I cover everything? And then, yep. Anyway, talk too much. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think you look at the running back world right now over the last 24 to 48 hours, and it was a really good decision for Joe Mixon. Um, you know, he mentioned it. I know Adam Schefter tweeted it out on Friday evening that this roster, you know, chance at winning a Super Bowl – um, he, he's very familiar. He's a former team captain, could be voted team captain again in a couple of weeks when they hit the field for training camp. But I just think overall, I'm cool with Joe Mixon being our running back one. I hope he has a great season, maybe the best one yet. Who knows? Uh, but it, it's kind of wild to me that the running back contracts were such a huge issue this week because this isn't surprising. I feel like we've known this for a while. It's a passing league when it comes to star running backs. And we're probably not going to see a crazy running back contract in the near future at all. 
in the NFL. I think a lot of teams have learned from it. And um, I'm really happy that the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Mixon were able to work it out. It always feels kind of awkward talking about a player's money and their contract and what they should or shouldn't be paid. And the Bengals have been really loyal in that situation. One of the things, you know, restructure. I know a lot of cap guys, they don't like people calling it a restructure with the Cincinnati Bengals. And you can look at it at the same time and say the front office, they've never restructured a contract. You know, I remember Giovanni Bernard, they they brought a, a pretty much, I want to say a pay cut to him when it comes to his contract. And he decided no, you know, and they released him and he was able to join another team. So I think that's huge on the front office's part. And I, and I say it all the time, but I don't think we give Katie Blackburn enough credit. She does a lot of the contracts and she has for quite some time. And uh, to to free up some room and maybe that money goes to Joe Burrow, maybe it goes to T. Higgins, Logan Wilson, or maybe there's conversations happening with DJ Reader. I think it's absolutely huge. And maybe it's only a few million, but it's still an extra few for those big time contracts when it comes to your role players. So I think Joe Mixon's a team player. It's awesome to see. And, um, you know, I, I'm really excited to see hopefully more contract extension news, maybe another Friday night news dump after we record on a Thursday that there's another contract extension for the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll, we'll see what happens. But um, overall, I just think just job well done by the front office and credit to Joe Mixon for doing that for the team. Yeah. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Just about everything. Uh, the one part, you brought up Gio Bernard, which was somebody this situation basically happened to, and he said no. I wonder if that at all doesn't mean it's the reason he took the pay cut i wonder if that at all did play into it though just like well geo didn't take the pay cut then he got cut then he got less money than he was probably expecting and then he's on the outs that quickly so it it might be for mixon seeing that and going like okay i know i'm probably not gonna be able to get my same contract on the market um, especially looking at Dalvin Cook, looking at Leonard Fournette, looking at all these guys who were productive and in Dalvin Cook's case, good running backs uh, last year. You know, last year, I think people would have questions about the efficiency and everything else. We've talked about it a lot about could that be injury related? Could it have been offensive line related at the start of the year? Um, but end of the day, when you look at those numbers and you look at last year in general, Mixon wasn't great. So what would his value be on the open market? So I think that is smart to just kind of swallow your pride and your ego, which is one of the hardest things to do in general, but especially for these guys who are the top 20 best at their job in the world. Uh, Hard to swallow your pride and ego and take a pay cut, but he did. And it should benefit both him and the team over the next two years. Yeah, and it feels like uh, when the Bengals had owners meetings, and, and I'm going to give Paul Daner credit because I know he's referenced it a couple times that these conversations were happening with Joe Mixon. I think it's smart to have that conversation. At the same time, you look at guys like Saquon Barkley, who I would say, and you can you can correct me if I'm wrong, I would think he's the best player on the New York Giants right now. And I know Daniel Jones just got paid, but uh, I, 
I, I, I can kind of see where front office is like, look, we're not going to give a running back that kind of money. I get it. He's obviously had an injury in the past, um, unfortunate injury, but at the same time, um, this is just kind of the world we live in. I don't think we're going to see um, NFL players and the NFL PA, you know, go against the CBA and try and change anything when it comes to running back contracts. You just, I just don't feel like you can. It's, it's a passing league, and um, that's good for the Cincinnati Bengals because they have a lot of star wide receivers. And yes, they're going to be pretty crazy, um, but this just helps them in the future because I know how a lot of people felt when Joe Mixon signed that extension. A lot of people wanted Joe Mixon to get paid. He's a good running back. But at the same time, it was like, oh, it's a nice chunk of change for Joe Mixon. What does that mean in a couple of years? And um, now they they have some really fun decisions and, and might be tough decisions that they have to make over um, the next two off seasons. But um, this is this is just good news for them. I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. And I really do. I. I referenced, you know, oh, I feel like another extension is going to be on the way. Of course, the Joe Burrow one feels like the the next one. And some people were like, well, I don't think Joe Mixon taking a pay cut has any factor into Joe Burrow getting more money or anything like that. I'm just saying, if you get a couple extra million dollars that you can put into a guaranteed fund for Joe Burrow, that's pretty helpful. I mean, it didn't hurt Joe Burrow when Joe Mixon did this. That's also interesting because when I tweeted it out that I think this could be uh, meaning that an extension is coming, uh, my replies are basically like, no, duh, every fan's saying that. Or so I was just like, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm not going to analyze the cap of it. I just, I, I'm not the guy you should go to for that. <laughs> I'll just point to Andre or something like, hey, go, go check that. I, lawyer, he's got such a head start. I don't think me picking up the first textbook on cap, I, I'm not going to understand anything. Um, it's, also, the Barkley and the Jacobs and those guys not getting their deals is just mm-hmm. Barkley. I think might be the best player in the Giants. What? What? what his? Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about it. Dexter Lawrence, I think, would be his main competition, or Andrew Thomas. But I think as a running back, I think he's better than most valuable. Probably not, but best maybe. And I think that's gonna. I think that should or. Not should, but I think that will somewhat have an effect on the locker room. I also know what Josh Jacobs was waiting in the car with Max Crosby at the deadline. Like, they're going to offer me the deal, right? Didn't that's awkward. It. Oh, that's a real awkward drive home. <laughs> Max brought a second. Like, like no, he just Max. hopped into the car to hang out. He goes into his own car right after. Not like I have to drive him home now. Um, yeah. Uh, since it's almost the end of the segment, my one thought. And everybody's spitting their thoughts, their wild thoughts, on how do you make these running backs so you're not just chewing them up, spitting them out, rookie contract after rookie contract. I think there's been a lot of good ideas. Um, I think the best ones deal with actually going at the rookie contract. And could the rookie contracts have stipulations? Because Barkley was an all-pro. Jacobs was an all-pro on those rookie deals. If, you, if you're an all-pro, you know, like, why isn't there like some incentive for – it could even be like $10 million, <laughs> like a lot of money, because what's the biggest thing about having a rookie contract? You get to abuse those. Uh, he's not making as much money as he should. Why Why shouldn't he make more money? <laughs> you know? yeah. Maybe we should just let those guys make their money. Um, and just other pay escalations in the rookie deal. I've also heard the idea that you can just kind of like level out of your rookie deal. It just ends end of the year if you're an all pro or a pro bowler. I thought that was interesting, although wild 
because <laughs> I can't imagine fans like coming together like, all right, guys, <laughs> he can't be an all pro. <laughs> yeah. If he's an all pro, it's over. <laughs> it's no. all over for us guys. Good news for no. the Bengals. They would really, I mean, considering they never get all pros, they would uh, be in great shape. <laughs> hey, Jesse Bates was an all pro, not a pro bowler. Just absolutely insane. All of it in the Madden, the Madden ratings. I don't even want to get into that, but it just feels like it's so off. And that's fine because you can underrate players who I feel like are maybe a top three or top two um, at their position. But uh, that all it's all questionable. Uh, but there's still more I actually want to get to because it was a huge news day for the Cincinnati Bengals. They announced their ring of honor. I know it's been kind of a hot topic over the last few weeks with running back Corey Dillon speaking out. But he's done a, a few interviews since. And it just sounds like someone who's like, look, I just. I want to get in and, and this would help him um, if he were ever in be, to be a Hall of Famer. I, I think he's a Hall of Famer, but I'm biased um, and there are other guys in front of him. So that's a whole nother conversation for another day. We'll stick to ring of honor conversation next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.